So, good morning. I um, excited to be here. This, this seems really tall. Excited to be here this morning, um, and uh, excited to have all of you with us this morning. Um, Daryl, just like leaving his clothes out on the floor. Um, we have begun, last week we began a new series uh, talking about the Shema and how the Shema, um, it's called Collide. And it's based off of um, a book that um, essentially says that if the church is, is one color and the family is another color, when they collide, they create something totally different. And, and orange color um, is what the book supposes. And, and what we're talking about over these next few weeks is what does it look like for the church to collide with the family? And it's all based upon the Shema, something that Daryl led us through at the very beginning of church today. It comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away on a journey, when you are lying down and when you are getting up again. Tie them to your hands as a reminder and wear them on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on the gates of your city. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, in these words, in this Shema, in this thing that is very foundational to who Jesus was, there's a lot of stuff there. It's just a few verses, yet it is so full of God's truth. It's so full of God's promises to us. And one of the things it opens with, Schindler told you last week, that it is God and God alone. And then it follows closely with love. It's love. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. Everything you have. There are two times that this is mentioned in the Gospels when somebody asks Jesus what the most important commandment is. And he says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. One of the Gospels says with all your strength and with all your mind. The other one just says with all of your strength. But it is to imply that it is everything. Everything that you have should be geared towards loving God. Now, if we are to do, live life in such a way that our family understands this, if we are to live life in such a way that our kids understand this, we have to start with love. You've got to start there. We were talking about this in our pastor's meeting on Tuesday, and we began talking about the difference between an inheritance and a legacy. What, what is an inheritance? Well, my kids aren't going to know. Um, you like my boots, son? You can have these. That's, that's, that's about it. But what is a legacy? Because the inheritance is the stuff side of things, right? Inheritance is, what am I getting? What are the things that you're going to leave me? But the legacy is about what you've made them into. The legacy is about what you have done in your life so that they are becoming the sons and the daughters, not just of you, but of him. See, legacy is that more important thing. Legacy is that most powerful thing. Legacy is the story. Inheritance is the stuff. Now, too often when we focus on the stuff and the stuff alone, the story just becomes about the stuff and we forget who we truly are. 
What God is asking us to do is to love our children in such a way, to love him in such a way that they understand what it truly means to love. If you ever looked at Jesus and the way that Jesus interacted with religious people, he always got really upset with the very religious. Why? Because they focused on behaviors. They would get, oh, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing right now. That's not what the law says. The law says this, this, and this. You're breaking the law. Jesus is like, come on. You're, you're, you're bickering over things that don't matter when you're missing what's underneath and the true beauty of what's going on. You're focusing on the stuff rather than the story. I, um, last week, I was in um, El Paso, which is why I wasn't here. And, and I was at a funeral um, for a, a, a dear friend. One of my fathers. When we lived in Lubbock, Texas, um, we had five families that were called the Shooters. Um, that they gathered together and they all belonged to a hunting club. And all of us, all of the kids learned to drive at this little hunting club in, um, in cars that were not fit for driving. Uh, and, you know, the, there were death traps is what I'm trying to say. And they put their kids behind the wheels of these things. And But every Friday or Saturday night, we would spend with one of these families without fail. Now there were other families kind of in the, the periphery that would kind of join in on these Friday and Saturday nights and, and would come over. But every Friday or Saturday night, we would be at one of the five houses and we would see our parents on the back porch. There was a couple of guys that played guitar. Um, there was one lady, Barbara, who played the spoons. That's right. Fascinating. Um, and, and and we learned that you just gather together as family and, 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 and all the kids would be just left to their own devices, really. And there was generations of kids. My brother was the oldest. He's six years older than me. And there's a couple of kids that age. And then there was my sister's age, four years older than me. And then there was my generation. Uh, there's like three of us kids there. And then there was um, one more group below us that we, you know, even we got to make fun of. Um, but it was, you know, survival of the fittest, essentially. We'd play Monopoly, endless games of Monopoly. We would um, play tag. We would throw the ball around, different stuff like that. But what it did, did is it taught us about family, that it was a big deal to gather together. I learned that Budweiser is the best thing you can drink. <laughs> Unless it's Weller's. Um, these are things I learned from these men. Uh, what I truly learned, though, was about love. What I truly learned was if any one of those guys, when we all separated from Lubbock, there's still one family that lives in Lubbock, but the rest have moved on. If any one of them ever had a problem, they would pick up the phone, call one of those guys, and regardless of what was going on in their world, they would be there to help. It was this unconditional love that was so great. It was like, of course, this is not just a normal relationship. And so last week I went to El Paso. One of them died unexpectedly. He was the biggest one. We like to say that um, John Wayne had a stand-up cutout of this man in his house. Um, he was just larger than life. His name was John he, he had these big, gigantic cowboy hats that he wore all the time. He worked, he was a vice president for Levi's, 
And uh, at one time he made these denim duster jackets for all of the guys. Talk about the most uncomfortable things in the world, right? Just so heavy and hot and horrible, but they were um, just awesome. And he, he loved boots. And he would go into Mexico and he had this guy um, who made his boots for him for years. My dad said, actually, he's like, that guy is going to go out of business now um, that John is gone. And, and so I, I got to sit there and, and, and we told stories. All of the shooters and their families showed up. All of the kids showed up, um, except my brother. He's out of the will now. Um, but we're all there and we're telling stories about this man and how he shaped our lives. And, and what it did for me was reminded me what I want for my children. I want them to see me live in such a way that they understand what it means to be a husband, that they understand what it means to be a father, they understand what it means to love. Because that's what we learn from these guys. Yes, every single one of those guys was able to discipline one of us. We were not outside of any one of their law and jurisdiction. But we were definitely under their love. I knew without a doubt that John Traeger loved me like I was his son. Daryl's going to come up right now. And we're going to talk about, we're having our, our, our family meeting. Um, and last time I gave you new and, and you might be thinking that you don't want to be here for this conversation or have nothing to say. Um, but that's not true. Uh, you do. Yeah, we need a Phil Donahue. Can you? Uh... No, it's not for you to actually talk. It's for you to hand to other people, Debbie. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to talk about it, um, here is, um, is the idea of Sabbath um, and the idea of a Sabbath uh, community. And you may, if this is your first time here, you're wondering why, why Daryl was speaking Hebrew, why we did the Shema earlier, why, uh, why he's wearing a shirt that says, Shake your lulav. Um, shake, 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 right? Shake, 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 shake your lulav. Thank you. Um, and why there is a lulav and a, a citron on our altar and why we have a sukkah outside. Uh, because you might be thinking, oh, I thought this was a Methodist church, um, not a Jewish synagogue. And you'd be, I don't know, wrong and right at the same time, maybe? I don't know, right? Um, there, you should have gone to Daryl's um, Sukkot class and you would have learned all about why Sukkot, the Jewish festival, is very important to the Christian faith and how it interplays with um, Jesus, our Messiah. Um, he was actually born during this festival, right? Some people believe. Some people believe. Hello. Some people believe, including me. Including Dr. Daryl. Dr. Uh, Daryl instantly wrote his uh, dissertation, which is 722 pages long, um, on the festival of Sukkot and how it intermingles with Christian faith. But one of the things that we've been talking about a lot is uh, this idea of community. We made this turn, this transition from facing north to facing paisanos. Um, one, because we all love shrimp paisano and we wanted to worship that way. Uh, but two, amen. amen. Yeah. <laughs> but two, uh, because we wanted to get everyone closer together and everyone more of a community feel. We have the communi communications table in the back over there with a the whiteboard um, that has different opportunities to serve. 
We want this to be not just a place where you show up anonymously on one Sunday every so often and then you disappear. We want this to be a true community. We long for this to be a place where you come and you are known and you are loved and you are cared for. And so that you experience the love of God more fully. One of the ways that Daryl and I have been talking about doing this is through the Sabbath meal. And would you talk a little bit about that? Um, So in... In the Hebrew tradition, Shabbat, which is just the Hebrew way of saying Sabbath, uh, is actually on Friday. Um, Friday starts Friday at sundown and goes Saturday to sundown. That's why our Saturday comes from that word, Sabado. If you know your Spanish, um, Sabado is, is Sabbath. It's, um, so that's actually our Sabbath, and it wasn't until much later um, as Christians and Jews stopped getting along, um, mostly because Christians rose into power and um, had been oppressed, and so they thought, well, now that we have the power, it would be neat to oppress other people. Um, it's good to be. It's okay. You can laugh at that. It's, it's not us. It wasn't <laughs> us, you people. Um, it's part of our history. Um, and as we separated, because the Christians had been keeping Sabbath on Friday night and Saturday, but they had also been celebrating what they called the Lord's Day on Sunday to remember the resurrection of Jesus. So they are actually going to church twice a week that's right twice a week all day long um so as they separated christianity began to only worship on sunday and um and our hebraic forebearers stayed on shabbat so we're trying to reconnect with that and one of the things that it really reconnects us with as michael said is community um, because it is not necessarily a time to draw into yourself it's a time to draw into your neighbors um, and the people around you um, and just have a good time of rest and um, I've been here for a while and we've tried a lot of different versions of community groups small groups life groups acacia groups we changed the name a lot Um, and I'm not saying it never works but we don't want to create another thing for y'all to do We don't want to add to your already very long to-do list um, or your your very busy schedules. What we do want to encourage is a time to stop, a time to come out, stop, be still, and rest. That's what the Sabbath is for. Y'all know the scripture. Jesus said that the Sabbath exists for us, not us for the Sabbath. Um, It's there to help us rest. Um, And so our family's been doing it for a while um, with a couple other families. And um, basically, we just Friday night, we get together and we eat and sit around and talk. It's not something to do. It's not a hard thing. It's a good time to stop. Um, and it definitely encourages community. Our neighborhood started inviting different families and growing this. And we, we've just been kicking around this idea of instead of doing family groups or life groups, that we have Shabbat groups, that we have Friday night dinner groups, whatever you want to call it, um, where you have this time to come out and be still and be together. I think what it, it, for me, what it ties into is the shooters. That was my Sabbath group, although I didn't know it at the time, because we didn't really talk about Jesus uh, it, out on that back porch at Traeger's house. They, uh, every one of the, the five families went to church somewhere. Um, the Traegers were Baptist. Uh, the, the Watts and um, uh, the Cons were, were, were Catholics, and then we were Episcopalians, and um, and, and so we, we all went to church and we all were, were believers, but we never talked about it and it was never mentioned to the kids. And this Sabbath thing, cause I, I go sometimes to Daryl's Sabbath meal, 
Um, it's really, you have to get a really, it's a secret invitation. They come and they put a bag over your head and take you to a different location. Friday night, 6.30, anybody Um, come on. And, uh, and what happens is there's a short prayer, some blessings of God. And it's like, this is what we are doing. We're blessing God for this time together as family, this time together, um, as his children and this time to rest. And, um, and then we, we may talk about God later throughout the evening. We may banter about scripture because that's kind of what, um, uh, you know, when, when you have a doctorate, um, sometimes that's what you do is you just bore people with stuff, um, that, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He never does. I might that. not invite you. Anymore. He does not do that at all. Um, and, and we may talk about that or we may talk about, uh, the fact that none of us like the state of Mississippi, um, we like the people. I didn't. I okay. said yes, exactly. Sorry, people. Amanda. Um, and really our happy. prayer team is from Mississippi, and she's praying against me right now. That's always bad. Uh, so the idea is to gather together, and there's no, there's a, a short little, and Daryl's written a Sabbath for Dummies um, sheet that we have um, that can kind of lead you through it. But what we want you to do is we want to encourage you to do this. No matter how old you are, where you are in life, your stage in life, if you are in college, Gather together at somebody's dorm room or apartment. If you are older and you don't have children at home anymore, easier for you to do this. Um, if you do have kids, it's even more fun sometimes. Um, yes. And there's existing Shabbat groups that would like to welcome you to come check it out and see what it's like and um, just hang out with, with those groups for a while and get the hang of it. Um, and then Before you start one in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that if you're in one, you're in it for life. Um, or that you have to be there every week. It or that flows. you have to be there every week, yeah. I, we have the Crocker family has bad attendance at um, Daryl's Sabbath meals. We, we like show up every now and then. They're like, oh, isn't it wonderful that you've shown up and grace us with your presence? And, um, but we're, we're on and off there. But, so are there questions? Debbie has questions about this idea, about this, this kind of push that we. Or anything else that you really want to talk about. Or anything else that you about. may have regarding the New Heights community. My, my, the one that he keeps calling mine is technically not mine, by the way. I'm just there. Um, sometimes it's at our house. And if you want to come by, please see me afterwards and I'll give you the address. Sometimes it's at Joel and Casey Harris's house right here. And occasionally we can make Michael and Jenna be still long enough to do it at their house. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Come talk to us, and we'll tell you where all three of those places are. Not a lot of questions. Okay. Good talk, Russ. Yes, here's a question. Good for the microphone. Yes, we are trying to encourage you to do it yourself exactly right. You do not need to wait on us. You do not need to have us be there. We would be a downer more than anything. Um, we want to help you and, and teach you how to do it if you want us to. Uh, we even talked about the fact that, you know, if you start your own group, invite one of us over. Um, to join I will always group. show up for a meal. We will always. always show up, yes. And we have a list of things that Daryl and I like to eat. Um, and be more Why than are happy. they laughing? I don't understand. I don't that was serious. That's funny either. That's really serious. 
Um, I, it's, it's really it's a, a one-page Microsoft Word document or PDF, and I can email it if you want to give me your email address. Or you can put it on the city. And it's on the city, um, oh, yeah. no problem. But we can put it in the New Heights group. If you're not in the city, um, go talk to Cindy back there, and she'll tell you about how to get on the city. And or Matt. No, Matt, Matt has an announcement to make. Matt wants us to... Oh, and Matt has a Sabbath Oh, yes, there's another Sabbath group. Yes, and you can go Matt, to Matt's. Matt's Matt Dixon. Matt's been doing it for years now uh, with people, and so he knows what he's doing. But Matt also wants us to tell you if you have any kind of desire to serve on a Sunday morning um, and you have a beard. Oh, wait, you don't need to have a beard. You don't have to that's have right. a beard. A beard is preferable, but if you don't, that's fine, um, to, to work the computer. Uh, we need some people to help out with the projection team uh, to go through the lyrics as they're doing that. You may get to choose the the big screen behind us, something like that. But you do not have to have a computer engineering degree to do this, uh, clearly, um, because of the people that we have back there. Matt uh, will walk you through and take care of you. I was trying to give you a compliment because he knows what he's doing, um, and it's very easy. If I could, a quick story. Um, Yesterday, we were, my family and I were out at my daughter's volleyball game, and um, just had, after having five or six games and getting to know the, the different families of, of the daughters that are on that team, one of them had seen my wife's. She's got uh, a piece of jewelry that has a Hebraic letter on it. And I don't know, I have this Shema bracelet. So they started wondering about us, you know, who are these weird? They don't look like Jews, but, um, and so, you know, kind of thing. And so they came up and talked to my wife, you know, what is the deal with y'all? And this woman was actually Jewish. And so, my wife and she got to talk, and then on the way home, we got to talk last uh, with our with our family. Um, my sons have also been telling people about how they've been running around setting up sukkahs everywhere um, for the last couple of weeks. And some of their Jewish friends were like, "You're more Jewish than me. Stop! You know what? How many sukkahs have you set up?" And so it's it's led to these interesting conversations, and it got us talk, talking last night. And I to the question of what we're trying to do. Everything that we hope to do in here always should point us back to one of two things, either loving God or loving others. And so that's why we would do any of this. And we don't ever want to say, you know, we're doing this so we can be theologically correct or we're trying to get right ideas. We're trying to get right behavior that points us towards loving people and loving God. And this Shabbat will, I think, it's definitely had that effect on me, um, allow you to draw near to other people. Um, as you have these meals with your neighbors and with your coworkers and with your friends, um, you get to spend quality time um, and, and actually be there. My kids, you would be surprised how fast kids recognize that mom and dad are really going to be present for something. I mean, as soon as like the second week, we, my kids were like, we're going to do Shabbat again. That means mommy and dad are really going to pay attention. They're really going to be there if we want to talk to them or we want to tell them a story. We'll really listen. Um, That really just locks you in on spending time with other people. And of course, as you rest, you draw near um, to God. And so the point behind all of this is always going to point us towards God or to other people. Amen. All right. You aren't talkative, so we're going to let you go. There are seat sheets uh, over the, they're very important. They have a lot of information for this community. If you want to get involved, that is the way to do it because it has everything um, there, I think they're over on a pillar over there. Oh, and we also have the bowl of water. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to let people figure it out. Um, that's even better. So uh, the lunch uh, that the New Heights New, Z- New Zion Youth Choir is serving is being served. 
And if you want to begin to um, function as a community, maybe a little bit more, go out there and talk about this or anything else and have lunch and support their mission trip. Let us pray. I'm going to send you off with a blessing. Father, we thank you and praise you and bless you for this community. We pray that you would be with us, that your spirit would shine upon us, and that you would give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen.